Welcome, thanks for joining us. You're about to hear a message from our Wednesday night Solid Rock Youth Group service. Solid Rock is a ministry of Living Word Family Church, and if you'd like to know more, check us out on our website at www.livingwordfamily.org. All right, so I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions, and then I'm going to, uh, and then I want you to fill something out for me. What is our purpose? What is our purpose as believers, as Christians? Pretty sure everybody in here, if I'm not mistaken, is a believer, is a child, born-again child of God. What is your purpose as a child of God? This is an open-ended answer, an open-ended question, okay? You can have multiple answers. So, what's that? Spread the gospel. What else? Hey, serve God. What else? Hunter. Praise God. Yes. What else? Good answers, guys. And I'm only repeating them because I want to get it on recording. Kip. To know him and to make him known. Very good. What else? Looking for one more. So we serve God. Who else do we serve? Serve Jesus. All That's kind of intertwined. Who else do we serve? Our parents. Okay. No, no, right. We don't, we don't want to serve the devil. That's exactly right. We want to serve each other, right? We serve each other. We also serve others putting others' needs before ourselves. And that's where I want to, I want to hand this out. We'll probably have more than enough. Uh, go ahead and pass those around. <clears throat> you have some pens. Two very simple questions. Very simple questions. What's the question on the top say? Or the beginning of the question? What's that? Read aloud. In the past week, how many times have you, and then there's two, two parts, two halves to that question. Oh. In the past week, how many times have you done something for someone else without being asked? And I'm going to put a caveat on this. That does not include chores for your parents, because that's kind of a given, right? So, some examples might be somebody drops a book and you pick it up for them. Simple as that. Or... A friend of yours calls and said, I am out of gas. Can you give me a ride? That's a big one. How many times this week, in the past week, have you done something for someone else without being asked? Okay, if your friend asks you for a ride, we'll, we'll call that one. <clears throat> if you saw a need and met it, if you helped someone with something. Try to be, I want you to try to be as close as you can. So if you'd like, well, maybe 10. If you can't think of specifics, then it's probably not 10. No, in the past week. So from last Wednesday to today. So in the past week. If you know for a fact, then you should be able to think what they are. <laughs> Hey, this isn't this this isn't a pop quiz. You're not getting graded. I mean, you're kind of getting graded. But I'm joking. Let's count that as one, because that's kind of one task that you took for that day. But that's a good example, though. Aiden said he held the door for people. That's the one thing. You're doing something for somebody. You're helping somebody. I'll take that. Okay, so think of an answer for that. Now, 
The next one, in the past week, how many times have you talked to someone about something other than yourself? Now, this gets us directly into kind of a little bit of what we're going to be talking about tonight. How many times in the past week have you talked to somebody about something other than yourself? Not about what you care about, what you're interested in, what you've been doing, you know? Talk to them maybe about something that they're interested in, that they care about, that they've been, what they've been up to, some issues they've been going through. How many times in the past week have you talked to somebody about something other than yourself? Doesn't count. I'll say that doesn't count because then you'll see when we get into what we're talking about tonight. Okay. All right. I'll give you a quick second to think about that. Now, granted, I know you're probably not going to memorize every conversation you've had over the past week. This is just a rough exercise. What'd you say? <laughs> There's maybe something we got to deal with. Uh, all right. So, raise your hand for the first question. In the past week, if you have done more than five things for someone, raise your hand high. Keep it up. More than 10 things. Oh, wow. You guys are pretty confident. More than 15 things. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Like what? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> you bring candy for people? Well, that's doing something for somebody. I'll count that. I don't know if I count every individual instance, but... <laughs> I've done something 4,000 times. All right. Okay, so several of you have done some nice things, even if maybe you can't make some specifics. Who has their hand over here for like... All three of you? Can you name some? Oh, like holding the door or like staying after class and helping Nora. Cleaning her room. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's happening. Great. I'll take it. Now, how about your conversations with people? How many people, just in general, how many of you have had more than, um, talked about something other than yourself more than five times this week? Okay. A lot. <laughs> That's good. More than ten times. Wow, very nice. What's that? So this past week, yep. All right, well, good. All right, well, I'm happy to hear that. I'm very pleased to hear that. Very good. But I still want you to listen close tonight because we'll still talk about some things. All right, go ahead, and uh, you're welcome to take notes on the back of your sheet, write a couple scriptures down. We will not have them uh, up on the screen, obviously, because the, the computers had some issues. So um, I want you uh, in your Bibles. Actually, raise your hand if you need a Bible, especially since we won't have the scriptures up there. Thank you, Zach. Raise your hand high if you need a Bible. Zach's going to bring you one. And we will be in Philippians chapter 2. Yeah, you can use your phones. Yep. But Bible only on your phones. Bible only on your phones. Raise them high if you need a Bible. Philippians chapter 2. 
Did you guys know how to find Philippians? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Romans, or excuse me, Acts, Romans, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, right? Table of Contents, that'll work. And then the New Testament, I remember a few of them by Gentiles eating pork chops. So Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Thank you. For real? Oh. Now that's true. That's true. It's really nice when you have the books at least somewhat memorized in order so you can flip to it real quick, but I know. In his Bible, right. Shh. Okay, so find Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, we're going to be in verse 3. <clears throat> You guys there? All right. You're getting there? Philippians 2, starting in chapter 3. Or excuse me, chapter 2, starting in verse 3. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. We live in a very self-centered, self-oriented culture. It's very easy for us to get wrapped up in our own needs, our own desires, our own interests, our own goals, and kind of forsaking other people. Have you ever been into a conversation with somebody who literally just talks nonstop about themselves? I have. Are those enjoyable conversations? What was that? No, no, listen, 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 listen. I want you to think about this. Is it really enjoyable if that, even if you like that person, if they talk about themselves nonstop? And is it going to stay enjoyable? No. Uh, New Living Translation. New Living Translation. But it's going to be similar in whatever translation you've got. The word is the word, even if it's been translated slightly differently. It's still the truth. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Verse 4, don't look only... For your own interests. Now did it say don't look for your own interests? No, it said don't only look for your own interest. But take an interest in others too. Take an interest in others too. This is an imperative. Paul is saying take an interest in others. Don't be so self-absorbed, which is very easy to do. I know a lot of you in here are saints because you answered quite a few times that you talk to people about things other than yourself and that you help people. And that is exciting, to be very honest with you. I didn't expect the numbers to be that high. And I'd love to sit down and talk to you about some of these specific incidences. I really would. But, uh, but it's very easy for us. We've got, a, you know, we've got a full school schedule. It's very, very easy for us to be absorbed in that and not pay attention to other people, not be interested in other people. And we talked about beforehand, we are called to what? As believers, as followers of Christ, we are called to know him and make him known. We are called to serve others. We are called to be a blessing to others. And when we get really wrapped up in our own lives, our own things going on, it can be very hard to focus on others. Very, very hard. We are supposed to live a life of self-denial and service. What did Jesus say in John chapter 3? You don't have to turn there, but in John chapter 3, we, uh, we see the, the, 
uh, the account of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. What did he do? He put on like a, basically he put on, he wrapped a towel around his waist and he got down and he washed his disciples' feet. You guys know how dirty their feet were? They didn't have shoes that kept their feet covered in clothes. They walked around in sandals pretty much everywhere they went on dusty roads. They didn't have nice paved sidewalk or paved roads, concrete sidewalks, none of that. Their feet got dirty. So it was customary when you entered someone's home, not only to take off your shoes, but your feet would be washed. It was customary. It was something that they did in that culture. Just like in many homes today, it's customary to at least take off your shoes, right? Your shoes have been out collecting nasty junk all over the place in public restrooms, to name a few. You take your shoes off when you come into somebody's home. It's, it's typically customary, or at the very least, ask, would you like me to take my shoes off? You know where I'm coming from? So back then, instead of just, hey, would you like me to take my shoes off, it was customary to, to have their feet washed by a servant or whatever. So Jesus humbled himself to serve his disciples. He was their teacher. He was their leader. They looked up to him. They honored him. Peter even said, what are you doing, Jesus? I don't want you washing my feet. I need to be washing your feet. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, if I don't do this, you have no part in me. Jesus said, this has to be done. Because he was showing them something. He was displaying something to them. He was displaying a servant's heart. That's the heart that needs to be in us, a servant's heart. How do we serve others? By watching after their needs. By seeing what we can do to serve them and to bless them today. Now, again, we saw... In chapter 2, in, in Philippians chapter 2, we're not to just completely deny our own interests, right? But we're not to only be consumed with our own interests and our own selfishness, all right? We are to be about the needs of others. Because in doing that, we represent the servant's heart of Jesus Christ. What else did Jesus say in Mark 8, 34? If any of you wants to be my follower, you can write this one down. This one's huge. This one shows you the heart of Christ and the heart that needs to be in us. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. You must turn from your selfish ways. In some translations, it actually says deny yourself. Deny yourself. Turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross and follow me. What does that look like in our day-to-day life? What does that look like? Let me give you a quick example. Maybe you were invited to sit at a table with a bunch of the cool kids. Who, who like, would really like to be invited to sit at a table with the popular kids in school? Everybody probably says, no, whatever, no. But everybody would like to be noticed and recognized and invited to sit over at a table with a lot of the kids that everybody notices and everybody likes and stuff like that. It makes you feel good about yourself, right? So what if they ask you, but they don't ask your friend? It would make you feel really good to go sit at that cool table, right? And I'm, being, I'm making a broad assumption here, of course, but stick with me here on this example. It would make you feel really good to be invited to sit at that table, right? That table with the cool kids. But your friend was not invited. So do you, to make yourself feel good, go sit at that table and leave your friend? Or do you deny yourself that enjoyment of being recognized by certain people and stay with your friend who was not invited, who was not recognized. You see where I'm coming from? There's lots of examples about denying ourselves. We may deny ourselves certain things that we want to do for the sake of others, to serve others, to be a blessing to others. So Jesus says, if you want to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. 
If we are totally consumed, this is a quote by Rick Renner, if we are totally consumed with ourselves, we are missing the point of the Christian life in a very big way. In a very big way. I was going to show you, uh, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do it on this little computer here. I don't think you guys can see it, but I really wanted to show you this. You, you guys think you can see a clip on my computer? You say absolutely. All right, we're going to give this a shot, okay? I'm going to turn it up, and we're just going to see what happens. Turn it up. That was recorded. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to skip that. There we go. Hold on. Here we go. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. <clears throat> All right. You guys, feel free to gather around. Come here. We're just going to try this because our computer's not working. Come here. Come here. Come and see. Like, stand up and come here. You guys can stand up and come here. Are you serious? You're just going to sit down? All right, whatever. All right, we're just going to give this a shot. Shh. This is from a movie. That's my number one. This is from a movie called We Were Soldiers. I Number one, it's got a lot of bad language in it, and it's a, it's a war movie, so it gets violent. If you want to watch it, I would check with your parents first, but it is an amazing movie to watch about courage and whatever. But here's the scene from this movie. We have two uh, uh, second lieutenants, and you're going to see the their, their, their commanding officer and what they have to say about the way they're doing things here. So we open up on the scene with these men marching up a hill. Shh. All right, try to listen to it. So, could you guys catch that? Like, I, like God intended or like God, yeah, I couldn't catch all of what he said. But wash your feet. Yeah, check each other's feet. Hold on. Okay, so what was happening in that movie? So we had two second lieutenants. Two second lieutenants, both leading their, their squad of, of soldiers, right? They were doing a training exercise. What did one do? The second lieutenant noticed one of his guys was lagging behind, could see that he was in pain, and what did he do? He had everybody, all of his group, take off their boots, take off their socks, check each other's feet, dust them with powder. Has anybody ever walked in, like, sweaty shoes for a day? I don't know if you – anybody ever detasseled or anything? Got, like, your feet got blistered and chafed or anything like that? Has anybody ever had that? It is absolutely excruciating. And I don't know if you could see it on there, but there was a big, nasty, like, open sore on this, the, the soldier's feet. That's what he was looking at. So he said – Get fresh socks. 
dust your feet with powder to help kind of soak up, wick up that moisture and help your feet as you're marching. Everybody, check each other's feet. Uh, I don't remember what all he said, uh, as God intended, okay? They were to check each other's feet. This is how he took care of his men, took care of his soldiers, okay? What did the other second lieutenant do? Both the same rank, two very different approaches. So the first second lieutenant took care of his men, sought after their needs, and led with compassion. The second, the other second lieutenant, what did he do? He was marching his guys up. He was shouting at them. He was yelling at them. And what did his commanding officer say? Now that boy right there wants to win medals. The first one was a leader. He led by example. He led with compassion. He looked after the needs of others. The second one was concerned with winning medals, concerned with his own promotion and his own advancement and how tough and how hard he could push his men. There is a huge difference between those two soldiers, between those two leaders. As children of God, we need, we are required to put the needs of others before ourselves. It is so easy to get wrapped up, and I'm not, tell, I'm not telling you this, I'm telling all of us this, myself included, because it is so easy to get wrapped up in our lives, to get swamped in our lives. We had a few people up here before service praying over, getting prayed over for anxiety. Because they had some stuff coming against them. There's a reason anxiety comes against you. All right? Maybe you've got a pressured schedule. Maybe you're behind on work, behind on home. Whatever the case is, that the anxiety is able to creep in and take a hold of your mind. There's a reason for that. As believers, it is easy to get consumed with our own selfish needs, our own desires, our own uh, schedules, our own stuff going on in our lives that we completely neglect other people. I, can, I, I, I lose count every week of the number of surface, shallow conversations I have with people. And when I say surface, shallow conversations, hey, how's it going? What's, what's new? What's going on? And the whole time I'm thinking, what's next on my plate that I've got to get done? Where am I headed to next? Where am I? I've got to pick up the kids from school or uh, get Abigail to gymnastics. Or what, I, what do I have here on my plate at the church? There have been times, God help me, there have been times when people have stopped into my office to just either ask me a question or have a conversation. And the first thought, I have to take it captive and I have to like really just, I get convicted over it. But my first thought is, okay, I've got to get this done and here's this person in my office. And God forgive me for having that feeling. But sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own schedule and our own stuff that man, we just completely neglect somebody else. Other people's needs, things that we can be helping them with. Deep spiritual conversations or even just deep conversations about life that we could be having with someone else. Meaningful, purposeful conversations, getting into somebody else's life, asking them about themselves, asking them about what's going on in their lives, asking them about what is happening with them, not worrying about telling them all about what we've got going on or what we're doing well at or anything like that. Hey, I aced the test the other the other day, and it was awesome, and this, 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 and this, this, and then before you know it, you've talked for 20 minutes, and you have no clue about their life. We need to approach things differently. We need to approach things with a servant mindhood, <coughs> with the mind of Christ. I paraphrase this. This is also from Rick Renner. I paraphrase this. When we are finished hanging out with someone or at the end of our conversation, 
Let's be purposeful to leave the love of Christ with them. Let's make it our goal to leave that conversation knowing that we did our best to know the other person <clears throat> excuse me, and discover more that God's heart there's more of God's heart for that person. Purpose to show everyone you talk to the attention they deserve. Worship team, you guys can head up. I want everybody to stand up. I love that line. I love that line. Purpose to show everyone the attention that they deserve. The attention that they deserve. We need the purpose in our hearts to be like Christ, to desire to serve others, to put their needs ahead of ours. And in likewise fashion, as we're serving one another as believers, that person should be asking us about our day and about our life. And you'll get a chance to maybe vent a little bit or talk to them about stuff that's going on in your life. Remember, we can go through our day so busy and so wrapped up in our own life that we neglect the people around us. We can go through our week having lots of conversations and not really talking about anything. You know what I mean by that? Lots of conversations with your friends about movies, about games, about sports, about uh, what's to do in this next class or anything like that. All kinds of vapid, surface kind of conversations. And after an entire week of talking with your friends, nothing was really said. Nothing of any deep meaning or any value because you were so wrapped up in the surface stuff that you didn't take the time to dig in a little bit deeper with your friend, with your classmate, with somebody that you work with. God has put you where you are for a purpose. We have said it before, and I will never cease saying it. God has placed you where you are, in your class, in your school, at your job, for a reason. And that reason is not you. That reason is the person sitting next to you. That reason is the person working alongside you. The reason God has placed you where you are is for them. The Bible says we are to be a sweet, savory aroma of the love of God everywhere we go. And as people catch that love, as people catch and see how you are willing to to open up and get into their lives and care about what's important to them, when when they see how you are willing to serve them and put your needs second to theirs, they will notice. And they will notice the love of God, even if they can't put their finger on it, even if they don't know how to say that's the love of God right there, they will notice that love. And that will allow God to make some connections in their life. God has put you where you are for a purpose, for a reason. Let's purpose in ourselves to serve others, to put others' needs ahead of ours, to have some meaningful conversations with the people around us. Find out about what's going on in their lives. Find out what makes them tick. And allow God to work into those conversations. Because there might be some things that they need that you have because God is living on the inside of you. So as we worship together tonight, I want you to think about those opportunities that maybe you have missed this week. And purpose in your mind not to miss those opportunities again, but ask God to open those opportunities up to, to, to help you serve and love as Jesus loves.